special. Open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 15. And while you're finding your place, I'd just like to mention a couple things uh, since we made the video. Uh, the Lord allowed us last year, at the beginning of the year in January, to uh, start the ministry there in the rehab center with the ladies. And uh, little did we know what a blessing that was going to be to us. Uh, as we got started, uh, you know, I didn't know them, and I got a phone call one day, and, and the lady that was in charge said, would you come and help us? we got some problems with some of the girls. We need somebody to sit down and talk to them. And I went a couple times, and after a couple times, she said, uh, she said, Pastor, what we really need is we need you guys to come on a continual basis, uh, not just once in a while when there's problems. She said, what would be the opportunity of of you guys coming and I said well a lot of it would depend upon the restrictions and what we can do and what we can't do and she says well if you'll come work with these young ladies you can do whatever you want to and I said well I think we can work that out then and uh, so we started in January little did we know last year that in March everything was going to get shut down with COVID and you know as a church we'd had ministries that we'd had for over 15 years we had a hospital ministry and uh, just overnight, a lot of those ministries got shut down because of it. And uh, I called her and I said, uh, are we still able to come or is it something that we, we need to, to, to hold off? She said, she said, these girls aren't going anywhere. She says, if you'll come, uh, we, we would really appreciate your help. Lord, just uh, he gave us an open door that became a tremendous blessing in the midst of a year of constant crisis. A year of so many things getting shut down and closed and discouragement here and there. And it was one of those ministries that the Lord opened up and just kind of gave us a breath of fresh air in the midst of all that. In February of this year, the, the lady that's in charge, the director, she got saved. I was able to baptize her in March. And uh, two weeks before she got baptized, she was bringing a few of the girls on Sunday night. And she said, Pastor, she said, I've got more girls that want to come. I just can't get more of them in my car. And I said, well, we can work that out. I said, we'll send a church van over there. We'll pick up as many of those girls like to come. And uh, as of March, we've been averaging about 15 of those girls in church on Sunday nights. And so just here a couple months ago, we went back to Mexico for the summer. I'm camp director. And I was mentioning things. We we're getting ready to go to camp. And the week before camp, uh, she came up to me and she said, Pastor, I've got some girls that want to go to camp. Can they go to camp? And I said, well, sure. And then after I said, sure, I thought, hmm, maybe I should think this through a little bit more before I uh, open myself up to this. I said, well, you know, we'll need to sit down and talk about a little bit of the rules and so forth. And uh, so I had the opportunity and sat down and talked to some of those girls and, you know, just some of the rules at camp and so forth. And I was a little bit concerned about maybe their background and so forth and what kind of problems they might cause me as director at camp. And so, uh, but we went over that and, you know, one of the biggest blessings, I think those girls, we took four of those girls to camp with us this year. And I think those four girls enjoyed camp more than all the rest of those church kids at camp. And it was just a tremendous blessing. And uh, we got back from camp and they were, we were at the, the rehab and we got, took them home and, and one of them in particular said, brother, brother, she said, pastor, she said, for the first time in, in my life, I realized there's another world out there other than the one that we've lived in. And it's been exciting and long story short, through, through that ministry, God has opened up the doors because it's been a light 
the, the, the rehab belongs to a double A program. So they have their regional meetings and whatnot. And through that, we are now going into three other rehab, men rehabs, because they've seen a change and they said, we would like to have in our rehab center what's going on at that ladies rehab. And uh, it's been exciting to see how the Lord's opened up some of those doors. And, and uh, even in the midst of a world of problems, the Lord's still reaching out, reaching people with the gospel. And we thank the Lord for that. 2 Samuel chapter 15, if you found your place, if you'll stand with me for just a moment, I'd just like to read three verses to get, in, uh, get into the message tonight. Hope to be a blessing. The Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 15, beginning in verse 13, and there came a messenger to David saying, the hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. David said unto all of his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, arise and let us flee. For we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart lest he overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword the king's servants said unto the king behold thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint let's pray if you would our heavenly father lord as we come before you tonight i pray that you bless your people thank you for those that have come out tonight thank you for the opportunity to be in church Lord, we thank you for your word, and I pray that you would help me tonight as I preach, Lord, that you'd help me to be a blessing. Lord, help us to understand some things tonight from this passage that would help us to be better Christians. Help us to serve you as you would have us to. We ask this in your name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to bring your attention there to verse 15. The Bible tells us there that the king's servants, they respond to David, and if you understand the the, the short background to the story, the Bible says that the hearts of the men of Israel, they are after Absalom and Absalom's risen up and he's trying to take the kingdom from King David. And as he rises up in rebellion against King David, David, uh, he doesn't want to kill his own son and to him it's easier and better to flee from the palace than to face off with his own son Absalom. Bible says that as David is there, he's surrounded by some of his servants and his servants, they tell King David, they say, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my Lord the King shall appoint. Well, I thought about that and what a tremendous thought is if we as Christians, servants of our Lord would have that same heart's desire as King David's servants had for him. You know, I, I thought about that verse and Lord spoke to my heart and, and the thought tonight is this, commitment in a time of crisis. You know, I, I believe that any of us, if we look around us, it doesn't take a whole lot to understand that we're living in a time of crisis. Uh, we're living in a time of crisis on every level. I believe that we're living in a time of crisis, not just politically, although I think that that's quite evident. And I believe that we're living in a time of crisis, if we'll be honest, even with ourselves spiritually. And I believe that in this time of crisis, there's something that it's needed. And what is needed tonight is commitment from God's servants. And here's David, and David had some tremendous followers and some men that showed tremendous commitment to their king through different circumstances. You know, the Bible tells us in chapter 23, it gives us a list of some of those men that were called David's mighty men. 
It was uh, some of those men that did incredible feats for their king, David. But you know, David, even though he had faced many crises, you know, David had faced many things. As the Bible tells us, he had faced a bear and he had faced a lion and he had faced a giant and he had faced the enemy. He had faced the Philistines. David was not a man that was not used to crisis or not, not, not known to warfare. But you know, David's facing a different crisis now. The different crisis is, is that it's not the enemy and it's not the giant and it's not animals, it's his own son that's risen up against him. But you know, it is in the midst of this crisis that David has some men that stand up. and They stand before David and we will see in the chapter here about something about commitment. And David, thank God that he had some servants that were willing to be committed in a time of crisis. You know, I think it's sad to see a lot of what's happening around us in our world, whether it be politically, whether it be uh, at work and different things. But can I say that tonight, what concerns me is the commitment of God's people to our king. Being from Kansas here, maybe I, most of you have heard the story, but one of the things that I, I, I thoroughly in, uh, uh, appreciate about the illustration of Herman Edwards as he was coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, he says all that play for this team will play for the name on the helmet, not the name on the jersey. You know, if you understand, it's not about who we are, it's about who we're playing for. I believe that in Christianity, too many people have gotten caught up with who's on the jersey and they forgot about who we're really to be serving. Amen. There were some men here, some mighty men, some men, some followers of David. They said, we, your servants, we are, we're ready to do whatsoever my Lord the King shall appoint. I wonder how many of us as Christians would be honestly, be able to say before God, God, we're willing and we're ready to do whatever you would ask of me. I want you to notice three people here in the chapter. And uh, I want you to see something about their commitment to the king. And uh, the first one we see there, the Bible tells us in, in, in verse 18, it begins to tell the story of one uh, it, it tells the story of Ittai. Notice if you would, let's jump down to verse 21. The Bible says, And Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth and as my Lord the king liveth, surely in what place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. You see, we see there's a man, Ittai, and the Bible calls him Ittai the Gittite. I, I want you to see that he showed his commitment to the king by standing for the cause regardless of the circumstances. You see, Ittai wasn't even of the children of Israel. He was a foreigner. In fact, the Bible tells us in verse 19, David says to Ittai, the Gittite, wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger and also and exile. You know, for a stranger, someone that really didn't have to be there, he shows quite commitment to King David as he says, I'm willing to be with my Lord the King, whether in death or life. But you know, I believe that Ittai shows that he was committed to the cause 
more than the circumstances. You know, that this is not probably the best time in the life of David as far as showing commitment. David was fleeing from the palace. David was fleeing from his own son. David was at risk and David had no idea whether he would come back to that palace or not. You know, it's one thing to commit your, your life to the king when he's winning the battles and it's something else to commit to him when everything's going well and he's on the throne. But here David is fleeing in Ittai. He shows his commitment to the cause. Oh, tonight as Christians, if we could become committed to the cause more than the circumstances. You know, it's sad to me, but I think one of the things that COVID has revealed over the last year and a half is that many Christians are committed when the circumstances are good. But, but it's really revealed that there's a cause that's far greater than just the circumstances that surround us. You know, we live in a world that this world they follow depending upon how good it is for them, not because there's a cause to follow. You know, I believe that David was a man that he wasn't, he wasn't uh, ignorant of the cause. Remember, as he showed up to battle and as he told his own brothers, is there not a cause? David understood what it was to fight for a cause and God gave him some servants that were willing to stand for the cause regardless of the circumstances. A couple years ago, I know you guys support Brother Nick Suttmeyer I was in Mexico City and I went to preach his missions conference. And uh, that Saturday morning we went out on soul winning. And uh, so after the soul winning meeting, we got in a church van and we began to drive through some of the streets of Mexico City uh, close to where the church is at. And, you know, it's one of those things as you drive, the streets get narrower and narrower. And, and, and it gets to the point where uh, now it's, it's only for one car and then you pull in the mirrors and then then you get to the point where that's as far as you're going to go with the vehicle. So we got to that point and we stopped the vehicle and he divided everybody up and, and, and he told them what street they were going to go down and he said, Brother Matt's going to go with me. And so we, we walked down a couple streets and we were walking down a street and we came to the second alley and he said, we're going to, we're, we're going to go up this alley. You have to understand that Brother Nick is not in the, in the, the best area of Mexico City. And so as we turned to go up that alley, you could tell real quick, this is probably not the best part of Mexico City for two white boys to be caught in. And uh, we started knocking doors and Brother Nick knocked two or three doors there and talked to a young man and, and uh, it was the fifth or the sixth door up. I knocked on the door and, and there was a gate on the outside of the house and the door was set back in and, and I, I could see somebody move the curtain and looked out the window and they opened the door and he said, can I help you? And I offered the man a track, told him what we were visiting from the church and so forth. And he kind of just looked at us and uh, he said, now, no, no, what, what do you want again? And I said, well, we'd like to give you an invitation to church. And I held out the track and he stepped out of the house and he, and, and he stepped up and there's a little distance between us and the gate. And he took the track and he opened it up. He looked at it and in the meantime, I'm trying to talk to him about church and he looked at it front and back and so forth and, and uh, he, he looked at it three or four times and then he said, now, now why are you guys here? And, uh, you know, he, he was very curious but he wasn't listening to the thing that we were saying. I started all over again and I told him we were out inviting people to church and, and uh, asked him if he had a church that he went to anywhere and and, you know, at this point, he's getting a little curious. He opened the gate and he stepped out on the street and, 
And uh, he listened a little bit. And then he got a phone call. He said he had to go. And he said, he said, now where's the church at? And uh, we, Brother Nick explained to where, where the church was at. And, and he looked at us and he said, uh, what did you guys do to be put in this area of town? <laughs> and you know, the world, they look at that and they can't understand why two guys could be committed to a cause of taking the gospel to the lost and dying. You know, the truth of it is, is the world doesn't understand the cause unless it's their cause, unless it benefits them. But you know, Ittai's a man here. He's a stranger in Israel. And yet he's a man that was committed to the cause regardless of the circumstances. In fact, he says, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. You know, I look at Ittai and I, I see a man that demonstrates his commitment when the truth of it is, is he owed no allegiance to King David. He wasn't from Israel. He wasn't an Israelite. He didn't owe allegiance to King David. But you know, I think it's sad that a stranger could show more commitment to King David than many often those that owed a commitment to the king. You know, I think it's sad many times as Christians that there can be others that show more of a commitment to Christ than many times we as Christians show. You know, back last year, and uh, one of my sisters was killed in an accident, and as, I, as, as we came out to the funeral, we were there in Austin for the funeral. The second day that we were there, uh, I received a, a message and a video. And I opened up the video and it was from the girls from the rehab center. And, um, you know, I thank the Lord for the many people, phone calls, letters, emails, and whatnot. But the girls from the rehab center had recorded a video and they said, Pastor, we're sorry about your loss and we just want you to know that we're praying for you. And praying that the Lord will give you and your family the strength you need and bring you home safely. You know, there was something special about that video. And I think there was something special about that video because it wasn't the church. And it wasn't those that had grown up in a Christian home. And it wasn't those that had been involved in the ministry for years. It was a group of girls that had just been working with them for a couple months. And yet they showed their heart's desire. I believe that as Christians, God help us to have the heart's desire to show commitment and allegiance to our king. You see, Ittai, he showed commitment when it really wasn't uh, owed on his part. But, but can I say that he showed his commitment even though David promised him no benefit? David was fleeing from the palace. David is, Ittai shows his commitment to the king. David can't promise him a position. David can't promise him that he'll even never make it back to the palace. And yet he shows commitment. I hope and pray that tonight as Christians, that when it comes to serving God, our commitment is to the king and to the cause, not just on the circumstances and the conditions. No, there will be lots that are willing to commit when everything's going well.
you know, it's not always easy to show commitment when it seems like everything's not going the way it should. But you know, Ittai was one of those men. If you follow on in the story, the Bible tells us, it brings us to a second person. Notice, if you would, there in verse 25. The Bible says, And the king said unto Zadok, Carry back the ark of God into the city. If I shall find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me again and show me both it and his habitation. You say, Zadok. Well, Zadok was one of the priests. But I believe that Zadok, even as a priest, he showed his commitment to the king by being willing or trusting God's will over man's manipulation. Understand, David was king, and Zadok was one of those priests. But you know what? Zadok, as he, as he saw King David, as he saw him leaving the palace, you know, that was something that Zadok, as a, as a follower of King David, his heart's desire was to be with the king. And what did Zadok do? He did what most followers would do. He got the Ark of the Covenant and he followed after the king. And yet King David, he tells Zadok, he says, you know what? He says, this is not the place for the Ark of God. Why don't you take it back to its place? Take it back to the, to the place it belongs, to the city. And if I find favor in the eyes of God, he'll bring me back again. You know, I hope you understand it tonight for the children of Israel. The Ark of the Covenant was Israel's representation of the presence of God. You remember back when Israel went out to war? Remember when they said, if we take the Ark of the Covenant with us, we'll have God's presence and we'll win the battle. They lost that battle and the Ark was taken, but for the children of Israel, the Ark represented God's presence. Here's David fleeing from his own son, Absalom. Who would not want the presence of the Lord with him under those circumstances? You know, David, he could have desired, oh, man, I'm so glad you brought the Ark of the Covenant. Man, with this, God will bring us home safely. With this, God will give us victory over what's happening. That wasn't David's place, and David said, you know what? If God will, he'll bring me home again. And I think that many times as Christians, it's easy for us to try to manipulate our will into God's will. We try to manipulate things in our favor that that's what God would have. And Zadok was one that was committed. And even though he wanted to be with King David and even though he wanted the ark to be with the king, he was willing to trust that God's will be done over man's manipulation. You know, I, I think about that and too often I believe that, that we get caught and I must say that even as missionaries sometimes, we try to do what we want and, and, and we try to make that God's will. I remember back when we started our, our, our second church there in, 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 in the southern part of Mexico. Um, we, we, we have a town about half an hour from us and it's a, a large town, no, no Baptist church there. And my desire has always been to go to that town to start our next work. And the Lord opened up the door in a farming community a farming community about an hour away from Tula. It's actually in another state. It's in the state of Mexico. And um, the Lord began to open up a door there to start the next work. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't the direction I wanted to go. I 
wanted to go a different direction, a bigger town, a bigger city. And, uh, but you know, as God began to work, it became evident that that's what God wanted. You know, I'd like to say that tonight, the, 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 uh, the Emmanuel Baptist Church, we went and we started, and, and man, I was just all excited. But, but you know, I can't say that tonight. Because it wasn't really what I wanted. But you know what? God made it evident of what he wanted. And I wonder how many times we get into trouble because we're not willing to do what God wants. We're too caught up on what we want and how we want to do it. You know, Zadok was willing to, he was willing to take the ark and go back to the city. But you know, even there, what Zadok was doing was not going to be easy because he had already left. The fact that he had left with the ark already marked a line in the sand of where he stood with Absalom. Going back to the city was not going to make things easy between him and Absalom. But yet, Zadok was willing. He was willing to follow and trust that God would use that. You know, God used Zadok, and God worked through the two sons of Zadok as they, as they carried the message to, to David about what uh, Absalom and what the men of Israel were planning and so forth. But you know, I believe that... Um, Zadok was one of those men that was willing to put his life on the line and say, we're just going to trust that God's will be done and we're not going to manipulate man's will. It's amazing how many times as a pastor, people come and say, Pastor, would you pray that God would bless me as I make this decision? And sometimes I look at that and I say, well, you know, it's, I don't know that God can bless that because you're going against some Bible principle. Would you just pray and ask that God would bless it? You know, we, we, we want God to bless what we're doing instead of doing what God wants to bless. And David was willing. And David told Zadok, he says, I, I, I think that the ark needs to go back to the city. David was willing to put those things into God's hand if God be, if God be willing and if I find favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, David understood that what he needed more than the ark he needed God's favor. And uh, I think too often we get caught up with having the symbol instead of having God's favor. Because if God's favor is upon us, it really doesn't matter if the ark's there or not. If God's favor is upon us, God will work and God will do as he wishes to do. And um, we, we see here that uh, Zadok, he, he comes to that place. He's willing to trust God's favor and God's will. But you know, I see here, first of all, that it time, he showed his commitment by standing for the cause regardless of the circumstances. We see Zadok, a man that was willing to commit himself to the will of God, not to man's manipulation. But I want you to come on down and notice as we come to the end of the chapter, the Bible tells us in verse 32, and it came to pass when David was come, to the top of the mount where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai, the archite, came to meet him with his coat rent and earth upon his head, unto whom David said, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. You know, I don't know about you, but that's probably not the nicest thing that you could say to someone that's following you and trying to help and support you as you're fleeing from the palace. You know, 
if you read the story, Ahithophel was one of those counselors that got on the Absalom's side. And Ahithophel, the Bible tells us that his counsel was as if one had heard from the mouth of God. And uh, Hushai was another one of David's counselors. And here he comes, and it's obvious what his desire is. His desire is to be with the king. He's got earth upon his head, and his clothes are rent. And as he comes as one of David's counselors, David looks at him, and he says, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. You know, I don't believe that most of us would like for our friends to call us a burden. Man, you're just being a burden. David looks at Hushai and says, if you, if you follow me, and I know that's your desire, that's why you're here, but if you follow me, you're going to be a burden. So what does David tell him? Verse 34, he says, but if thou return to the city and say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant, hitherto so will I now also be thy servant. Then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. Can I say that Hushai shows his commitment to the king by being willing to do what was needed, not what was wanted. You see, I, I don't believe that Hushai wanted to go back to the city. Much less would he ever want to submit himself to a rebel king because his allegiance was to King David. But David said, though you want to go with me and though that is your desire, what I need is something else. Here was a man that was willing to do what was needed even though it wasn't what he wanted. But you know, if you look at that, I, I think that what David was asking of Hushai, pretty tough, pretty tough stuff. To ask that counselor to go back and to submit himself to Absalom, not just because he was a rebel king, but to submit himself in such a way, in such a fashion, that through his counsel, he could defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. You know, that kind of reminds me tonight that Hushai wasn't going to be able to do that half-heartedly and pull off the trick. He was going to have to do it wholeheartedly and the, to the point that Absalom could truly think and believe that he was giving counsel for, at, uh, for Absalom's own benefit. You know, I, I think that that means that Hushai wasn't just going to be able to go back with, oh, well, here I am. He wasn't going to be able to do it with a bad attitude and he wasn't going to be able to do it half-heartedly. He was going to have to do it wholeheartedly. And David says that then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. You know, Hushai was willing to do that, not because that's what he wanted, but he was willing to do that because that's what the king wanted. And I wonder how many times when it's something that you and I want, we're the first to volunteer. But how quick are we to volunteer when it's not what we want, but it's what is needed? Before we left to come out Saturday evening, we were taking some people home on our way home. 
one of the ladies at the church in Techies, she said, uh, Pastor, can I ask you a question? You know, when people ask that, it's always, uh, what are you going to ask now? So, can I ask you a question? Well, you already did, huh? So, okay. And her question was this, Pastor, it seems like you and Miss Annetta never have any problems. And I just laughed at her. I, I laughed and I said, I said, I said, Hermana, why would you say that? She said, well, you guys are always smiling and you're always happy. And it seems like you never have any problems. And I told her, I said, you know, sometimes that smile has to be painted on. But you still have to put it on. Because it's not about us. It's about God. Amen. And we got to remember who we're serving. Now think about Hushai. David was asking of him some tough stuff to go back to the city and to submit himself to Absalom in such a way that he could defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. Oh, I believe that Hushai, to go back, he was taking a risk. But as he submitted himself there before Absalom, he was willing to take that risk because that's what the king needed. And it wasn't about what he wanted. You know, he served David, and even as he submitted himself to Absalom, he did it in such a way that he was able to defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. You know, it's interesting. The Bible tells us in verse 37, So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. The Bible says that Hushai was David's friend. You see that Hushai was willing to show his commitment because David was his friend, he was willing to do that which was needed. Oh, I hope and pray that tonight as Christians, we could all understand that Christian life is not just doing what you and I want to do. It's doing what God wants us to do because that's what's needed. In all of life and serving God, there are things that are needed that isn't always what we like to do or what we desire to do. But if it's what brings glory to God and if it's what helps the cause of our king, we ought to be willing to do that. Amen. You know, David, David's prayer. Verse 31, it says, And David said, O Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. David's prayer was that God would turn that counsel believe that tonight we all love it when the Lord answers prayers. And we thank the Lord for that. But you know, I believe that so many times, if we're not careful, we get focused on God answering our prayers. But have you ever thought about, instead of just looking for God to answer our prayers, what if God allowed us to be the answer to somebody else's prayer? Here was a man, Hushai. He was willing he was willing to do what was needed, not what he wanted, but he was willing to do what was needed, and he was willing to be the answer to David's prayer. I think that we all ought to thank God for answered prayer, and I think we all ought to thank God for how many times he's worked in our lives, but you know, you never know how many times maybe God wants you to be that answer of prayer.
by just doing what is needed. You know, commitment in a time of crisis. I believe crisis is what really reveals our commitment. And David was in a time of crisis. And because of that crisis, it revealed the commitment of the men that were willing to submit themselves to him. We see there was Ittai, a man that was willing to commit to the cause regardless of the circumstances. I wonder how many Christians are, are, are held up from serving God as God would have them to because the circumstances aren't favorable. I wonder if we could just commit ourselves to the cause tonight. I wonder tonight how many Christians are like Zadok. They could commit themselves to, Lord, whatever you desire and whatever your will be, may that be done, not me manipulate God's will to accommodate it in my life. And I wonder tonight, could we say as Hushai, Lord, if, if, if you need me to do something, I'm willing to do that which is needed even though it may not be what I desire, but my desire is to be used of you. And God took the counsel of Hushai and he defeated the counsel of Ahithophel, the counsel of a man that had not failed and yet used of God because it was needed, God gave the glory and the honor to him. We're in a time of crisis. We may not see commitment. We may not see it in the world. But if I believe that there's a place that commitment ought to be seen, what better place than the house of God and from God's servants? May we tonight as Christians be able to say as those servants, here are thy servants, and we're willing to do whatsoever the king desires. Would you be willing to do what your king desires of you tonight? I'm not talking about pastor, missionary, leader. Talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Are you willing to do what he would have you to do? You know, I don't know what God has for each and every one of us, but I know that he desires that we serve him. And I believe tonight if we have that desire, God will make it evident what he wants us to do.